Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. Oh, wait a minute. Huh? Happy anniversary, Andrew. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, I'll put you on the spot. How many years? I was going to say happy anniversary to my beautiful bride, Julie. 21 years today. Wow, you didn't even have to stop to think about that. No, I didn't. I didn't. 21 years. You knew I was going to ask, and so you thought about it earlier, didn't you? Well, I wasn't sure if you'd ask, but I had made a note that I was going to say a word about it, because, you know, (laughs) Julie, she's great. She listens listens to the podcast, and we appreciate all those listeners to the podcast. Well, that's at least one person. (laughs) That's right. That's the one. Well, two people, because I also listen. There you go. There you go. (laughs) I just want to make sure it sounds okay after it's out there. (laughs) Okay, so Hebrews chapter 6 is where we're going to continue here on your anniversary. That's right. He appreciate you being here in the, what do we call this room that we're now recording in? How about we call it our the, Text Talk Studios? The Outhouse. <laughs> the Text well, Talk Studios Outhouse. We, we are no longer broadcasting from the highest point on Livingston Avenue. No, we are not. But we do have a, we do have a studio now, so that's yeah, pretty cool. So here we go. All right, so Hebrews chapter 6. I, I want to read again verses 4 through 8 and talk a little bit about that. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. For it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, and have shared in the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance, since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt for land that has drunk the rain that often falls on it and produces a crop useful to those for whose sake it is cultivated, receives a blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and thistles, it is worthless and near to being cursed, and its end is to be burned. So we see here this soil, and it's going to receive, looks like the same goodness, the same blessings, the same water and the same seed. But it bears different. It bears thorns and thistles bears instead of thorns bearing the fruit thistles. of God. So there's a couple of things I think that got that some metaphors going on here. Going yeah, on here don't we? Here's a little bit of a parable, and of course, let's keep this in the context because he has accused them of not growing. Here's your problem: you're not growing to maturity. So we we have this this picture of instead of growing properly, yeah, we we have this wasted vineyard, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And so here he's talking to them about the fact that, look, if you decide to turn away from the Lord, having tasted the blessings of God, right? if you have received, and now the picture is, if you have received the nourishing rain from God, yeah. and instead of allowing it to produce fruit that brings glory to God yeah. and, and growth as a disciple, if instead you're going this other way, you're going to get cursed. I appreciate that. And I appreciate the connections. You know, when I, when I see here that he emphasizes upon how they have been partakers, how they have tasted. All this language that says, you know, you've you've brought it in. It's been in your heart. It's been in your mind. Just like dry soil soaking up that rain. Think, of course, about Jesus' parable of the sower mm-hmm. and the different grounds mm-hmm. and how they react to the seed that has been planted. And here we have different grounds, though in Hebrews there's only two. 
It's the recognition yeah. that there's either the soil that produces the fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold, or there's the ground that doesn't produce the fruit. It produces thorns, thorns. and thistles and, and briars, and it does not bear. Right. Uh, here he's, he's calling to mind that imagery. And putting an emphasis again, I, I think similar to that parable, upon the, the hearts and the attitudes of receiving this message and work from God. And it's, again, it's that warning. If you guys will not accept this word now, it never gets easier. Accept this word. He has given you the rain. He has been blessing you. It's reminiscent of Jesus' own statement, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Hear it right now. Hear it now, today. While it's still called today, hear it now. Uh, But there's also another picture, which, which actually I'm not even sure it's another because I think the parable of the sower is calling this picture to mind. We go all the way back to Isaiah. Yeah. And a couple of different times throughout Isaiah, we have these pictures of vineyards, of planting, of farming. Well, hey, I've got my Bible open to Isaiah chapter 5. That's one of them. Yeah. Let me read a couple of verses there. That's that's one of the ones I'm thinking about. All right. How about verses 1 through 7? Sure. Now let me sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved regarding his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. He dug it up and cleared out its stones and planted it with the choicest vine. He built a tower in the midst and also made a wine press in it. So he expected it to bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, please, between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Why then, when I expected it to bring forth good grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? And now, please let me tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge, and it shall be burned, and break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will lay it waste, it shall not be pruned or dug, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds, and that they rain on it excuse me, no rain on it. Verse seven, for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel. The men of Judah are the pleasant plant. He looked for justice, but behold, oppression for righteousness, but behold, a cry for help. These Hebrew Christians have already received this exact same kind of imagery. Mm -hmm. When they listen to the prophets who've informed them that God has rained his blessings upon you. If you reject his blessings, Mm -hmm. if you reject and you turn to idolatry, keep in mind back in chapter five, at the very end of it, that whole thing about being discerned and trained to choose between good and evil reminded us of Adam and Eve and the lack of discernment that she had because of the lack of wisdom. Instead of choosing God's tree of life, she decided to gain wisdom her own way, pursuing what the tempter had offered basically going into idolatry. This is what the Israelites had done. This is what the, what Isaiah is talking about in Isaiah 5. And now our author is calling this image to mind. He doesn't quote it like he did with Psalm 95. Right. He doesn't quote it as he did with, with uh, Psalm 110, but he does allude to it. And it's an it's yeah. allusion that should draw out these Hebrews to say, oh, wait, I've heard something like this before. Yeah, with the allusion to the briars and thorns, it would be hard to miss this. And, you know, the... the replacement, I guess, if I 
Well, that might be a charged word to use. But to talk about in Isaiah, of course, it's about God's people, Israel. And now the Hebrew writer is talking about God's church. Yeah, the spiritual yeah, Israel. That's right. We're going to find out later it's called the heavenly Jerusalem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Mount Zion instead of Sinai. It's the city of the living God. It's his people. So learn and this lesson, right? He's, he's saying learn this. He says, look, guys, you... Again, it's a warning. It's a warning to these Hebrew Christians. If you're not growing, you're dying. And and don't deceive yourself. I think this is important today. We brought it up yesterday. The the people who want to claim that once you're saved, you're always saved. Sure. Once you've had a moment of faith, once you've prayed yeah. through to salvation, you're good. Don't worry about it. I mean, I mean, hey, we want you to grow. It's good for you to grow. But what the Hebrew writer is saying is if you turn your back on the Lord— mm-hmm. Here's what the end is. Mm-hmm. Cursing and burning. Yeah. Judgment. Mm-hmm. It is it is not, hey, you're going to make it in. I mean, maybe not as many blessings as someone else. It is cursing and judgment and burning like thorns and briars. That is, that is a curious distinction that I've heard people make, that yeah. you can't lose your salvation, but you could lose your reward. You could lose some of the blessings, yes. Well, you know what? If I'm in heaven and I'm not in hell... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, and 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 this teaching just just drives against that. He doesn't talk about this sort of degree nature of how big your mansion is going to be in heaven. He talks about here in Hebrews six. There's a field. There's a produce. If you're producing the thorns, you're destined to be burned. Because that's, that's what, what that's we for. do with thorns. That's and what briars. we do with thorns we and briars. We do not. Yeah. We do not reward them, and they do not glorify God. That's it. That's yeah. it. There's another passage, I think, building off of Isaiah 5. It's it's at the end of Isaiah. There's some others throughout Isaiah, but really the big one that I want to bring up now is Isaiah 55. In Isaiah okay. chapter 55, since we read chapter 5 in the New King James, you want to go ahead yeah. and read in Isaiah 55. Could you read verses 10 through 13? Sure, I've got that right here. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountain and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, And instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Here in Isaiah 55, we have the resolution of Isaiah 5, or we have Mm. when Israel is restored. So at the beginning of Isaiah, it's the warning, it's the judgment. As we get to the end of Isaiah, it's it's talking about the restoration that, Mm -hmm. that they're going to have. But all of this imagery is a part of what's being called to mind in Hebrews chapter 6. Particularly here, it's the recognition of the Word of God. Yeah. The Word of God does not return to God void. You know, I should have had you read verses 8 and 9 also. I'll just go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And then he goes into talking about the great Word of God and its surety and its verity and how it is going to do what God sent it out to do. Do you remember... Uh, back in chapter, was it chapter four, where it talked about the great word of God being back, like a sword? Back in Hebrews, yeah. In, yeah, I'm sorry, in Hebrews chapter yeah, four. Hebrews the word 4 of God 12. is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. 
we're really back to talking about the Word of God with this imagery. Mm. Because what the Hebrew writer is trying to tell his audience is, guys, the Word of God is sure. It is going to do what it was sent out to do. Whatever it said is what's going to happen. Well, what do we need to remember? Well, the Word of God promises salvation for those who will surrender, but it promises judgment for those who turn away. Right. And what he is saying is the Word will do what it was sent out to do. Mm-hmm. And the Word not only saves those who listen, it judges those yeah. who judges close their ears to it. Yeah, that's right. And that's his point here. Yeah, yeah. And one to be well taken. Sometimes the Word of God... Uh, well, it just leaves people without excuse. God has sent out his word to give the truth, to provide the warnings, and if we won't heed the warnings, when we stand before God, we won't be able to say, oh, but your word was supposed to save me. Yeah, it was supposed to, but you didn't listen. You didn't listen. And so what my word is going to do is going to judge you, and it leaves you without excuse. Yeah, and sometimes people want to live their lives hoping that, well, God won't keep all of his word, or he won't keep all of his word toward me. But of course, when you read Hebrews, you see, no, just the opposite is true. God is completely faithful to his word, and and we should live in light of that and expect him to do what he has said he will do. Yeah, some people today are like, I can't believe in a God who would do this. I can't believe in a God who would judge people. I can't believe in a God who would allow people to end up in eternal punishment. What I want to suggest is maybe what we should do is believe in a God who warns people, believe Mm -hmm. in a God who says, this is what I'm going to do and lets people know that so that they can avoid it. They can escape it. Let's believe in a God who's going to send a sacrifice so we can overcome it. Savior. Let's believe in a God who does what he says he's going to do. Can Mm -hmm. can we believe in that God? Because that's the God we have. And that's what the Hebrew writer is saying. The Hebrew writer is saying is God has sent forth the rain. He has sent forth the blessing. If, if we refuse to accept it and decide to bear briars instead of the fruit that glorifies him, yeah. don't be surprised when he does what he said. Don't be surprised when he takes that vineyard, knocks it down, burns it up, mm-hmm. because that's what he said he would do. And he will keep his word. He cannot lie. He's always faithful. I think we're going to talk about that a little later on this week as we go through Hebrews 6. We're so glad that you've joined us today for Text Talk. Send us an email. Let us know what you're learning from the Word of God. Our email address is texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the time to be in your scriptures. Father, to be uh, reminded Father, to be warned about the power of your word and certainly the fruitfulness of it. Help us, Father, to have a proper heart, a proper attitude, to be good soil that bears good fruit. Father, we know that your word will not fail. It's true, and the promises of salvation are there. The assurances of judgment upon the wicked are there. And so, God, this day, please fortify us. Help us to grow in our faith and to walk in courage and obedience to your word. Help us to bear good fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.